0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode we are talking about Lightyear. So this is the latest Pixar film that was released in cinemas not too long ago. And it's the origin story pretty much for Buzz Lightyear the toy. So this is the movie, I should mention this, this is the film that Andy, the kid from Toy Story 1, 2 and 3... Would have seen in 1995 to make him want a toy of Buzz Lightyear for his birthday. So this is a oh, f- me a film within a fictional universe of films about the fictional person that the toy is based on. I I think I think let's just go with that. So. It's good, right, it's a fun film. I think it starts off a bit shaky. I wasn't really convinced until the very ending, but by which point I was thinking, yeah, f it, Pixar on it again. It's it's fun, it's really good. But at the start, I was thinking, eh, this, is, oh, this is not great. There's a little cool montage sequence about 15, 20 minutes in, which is really interesting and very exciting, but also very heartbreaking. So I cried. Well, I almost cried. I was very, very close, stupidly close, to crying twice during the first time watching it, and once during the second time. Because the first time, it almost made me cry right at the very end as well. second time, I was fine, but that montage sequence about 20 minutes in that that is lethal i think that's one of the worst montages that pixar have done since up all right it is just here's the thing it's deep all right it's a deep movie it's like interstellar but more child related but that being said it's still very action packed and it's still very heavy for a kids film so i struggle to see a child like andy watching something like this thinking oh my god oh my god this is the best thing I've ever seen because I I just thought it was heavy going like it's not the kind of film you'd expect kids to be in awe of you know you'd expect older kids to sure and I know Andy wasn't exactly the youngest in that first Toy Story movie but I don't know how old he was he looked like a freak alien thing anyway but of course now the animation has come on so far it looks incredible so the whole film does look fantastic sure but I just think a movie like Toy Story or a movie like Wally maybe that's definitely child orientated but I think if I was okay so I well, I, I was gonna say what age was I when Toy Story came out but I wasn't even born but let's say um... The incredibles was that 2004 so i was about i was four then and I, I went to see that cinema and i loved it well i can't remember that but my parents said i loved it and i do love it now so a four-year-old loved that i know andy's not four but still a four-year-old used to love pixar but now this kind of movie is made it feels like it's more aimed at a child who would have been andy's age back in 1995 so now when they're mid-30s or whatever they are going to love this kind of film, and that's fine, that's great, but I've really, 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 really struggled to see kids loving this film, and I hope they do, because it deserves to have a fan base and an audience, because it's kind of bombing at the box office, it's not making a ton of money, especially compared to Jurassic World somehow, but I do think a lot of the review bombers, and a lot of the people that are objecting to this sort of film They need to watch it because it's not actually that bad. Like, a lot of people are hating it because it's super progressive, and fair enough, it's kind of odd seeing a film this progressive for what would have been 1995, but that's fine. I don't care about that at all. I do care about the fact that there are now multiple Space Rangers with Buzz, whereas in the original movie, and in the original movies, so in the second one as well, when he sees all of his toys in the store, there's not one single mention of any other Space Ranger other than Buzz, but in this we're actually made to believe that there could be a sequel starring different space rangers all of different backgrounds because of course because yeah of course but I don't care about that I don't care about the backgrounds of characters I don't care if they're black I don't care if they're gay I don't care about any of that I just care about the characters and is it a good story and it kind of is because the narrative that unfolds from that 20 minute mark onwards is really good it's just that first 20 minutes I really don't care for at all. And Chris Evans takes a bit of warming up to get into the character because I think we're so used to hearing Tim Allen voice Buzz Lightyear. And so hearing somebody like Chris Evans, you know, Captain America, it does just feel like he's playing Captain America again. And the biggest issue I had with this film is it definitely feels like an Avengers film, or something that Marvel would make, rather than Pixar, because yes, it's all overseen by Disney, and they have the final say, so of course, they're gonna try and make this film as closely like their other films as possible, because that's gonna A, sell more tickets, and B, franchise it. so sure, I can understand why they've done it, but When the credits come up, when it's like Disney presents a Pixar Animation Studios film, whatever, it's in exactly the same font and design as the Avengers films. So I don't get why they've done that, because not once would anything in this universe suggest it should be like that, but it is. And there's Easter eggs and references later on. So somebody says, on your right, and I'm just thinking, that's a play on on your left, surely. And there's a guy that snaps his fingers, and like, that's just Thanos. So ultimately, Lightyear feels like a Marvel film you know crossed with star wars a little bit here and there with the hyperdrive situation but it's fun all right by the end of it i was having a lot of fun there's one sequence towards the end which is unbelievably cool and i think they deserve a lot of credit for what they've been able to do because it looks fantastic it will probably keep you engaged there were a few moments the second time watching i was thinking eh, it's okay but one of the other gripes of this film of Titi, all right I used to really, really enjoy Taika Waititi when he appeared in things, whether it was a cameo role or whether he was directing something, or what we do in the shadows and flight the concords. It's all really funny what he's been able to do in the past, but ever since he went to Marvel to do Thor Ragnarok, I feel like he's just sold out. I really feel like he's the definition of selling out because I'm getting a little bit tired. No, scratch that, I'm getting really tired of Taika Waititi in these sort of films, because he doesn't need to be in there, right, he really doesn't, but between this, The Mandalorian, and Thor, he's in so many Disney properties, I just don't care for him anymore and it's a shame because I used to find him really funny but I know I'm not alone in thinking this right I've seen a few people on Twitter saying exactly the same a few years ago we would never think we'd get tired of seeing Taika Waititi in films or hearing his voice but it just seems too much and the fact that he's playing Korg and directing Thor Love and Thunder just next month it's just all happening in such a quick succession Ever since Jojo Rabbit, he's gone right downhill, in my opinion. I don't wanna make this all about him, and look, he's just one guy, he can't ruin a film, but his character is so annoying in this. He's really clumsy, and that's his whole personality. Right? He's clumsy, and he likes pens, and he keeps mentioning it, and he's so annoying. Right, He almost kills Socks, who, I think Socks is the standout for this film, Right, the robot companion cat that Buzz has got. But here's the other thing, if Andy would have watched this in 1995, I wouldn't think he'd prefer a Buzz Lightyear toy. I think he would prefer one of Socks, because Socks is amazing, and I'm pretty sure Socks... Well, look, here's the thing. As soon as I saw Socks, the cynic in me said, that's just Disney making money. right? That is them marketing the sh- out of a new toy. Let's have this new fun companion character in their new film. It's going to sell so many toys, so many toys... But then I just started thinking, yes, screw it, I don't care. I love Disney, even the worst films that Disney have made are still really fun and this is one of them because look it's not as good as toy story one two three or four but it's still really fun and it's still that typical pixar makes you cry makes you laugh makes you smile makes you feel so many different emotions it's great okay it is really fun and by the end of it i was completely sold and i did go and watch it again so obviously it wasn't so bad that i didn't want to watch it again because i did But I just, I really don't think Andy would have liked it. I just find it kind of hysterical because, for me, there were some moments that got really intense and they were extremely action-packed and very loud and just explosion-heavy. Like, there are so many ambushes and explosions just when you least expect it. So I would think a kid like Andy would be traumatised by the end of this. But no, he's not. He wants a buzz like your toy, of course. (laughs) I don't get it. Now, though, in the real world, we've got... Buzz Lightyear toys based on this movie, so now it's a different design, because it's a Buzz Lightyear toy on a Buzz Lightyear movie, based on the Buzz Lightyear toy from the Toy Story movie, which had Buzz Lightyear toys come from, so, oh god, it's too much, it does feel like this film is sprinkled with Christopher Nolan fairy dust, and that's just too heavy going, it's way too heavy for a kids film, but yeah, that's good for me, and it's good for older audiences, but for kids I don't think so I don't think so but yeah it's it's good right it is a good film I do think it would have been fine to watch it on Disney Plus because okay there was one moment in particular towards the end yes it's very cinematic and I'm glad to see it in the cinema, don't get me wrong, but other films by Pixar in the last few years, like Soul, Luca, and Turning Red, everything since onwards has been released straight to Disney+, and I feel like Turning Red in particular is a much better film, and I would have much preferred to have seen that at the cinema than this, but it's fine, it's good to see a Pixar film once again finally on the big screen, but knowing that it's not really performed very well at the box office... I'm a bit worried that it's not going to be good for the future of Pixar films going straight to cinemas or getting released on Disney+. Plus. So we'll see how that unfolds, but Lightyear it's fine, it's a good film, it's an entertaining film, it's just, it takes a bit of getting into before it really finds its feet. So after that point, I was having a great time, I really was. The twist is a bit... eh, I'm not really sure about the twist. Again, that gets really deep and really heavy. And I'm not really sure kids are going to understand it. Because I don't personally understand it too clearly. But I, I don't know. It's not meant to be something that you think about too much it's just meant to Well, that's the thing it's not meant to be but you kind of have to to understand it and to understand what the hell is going on with the time situation and all the math that goes on in this movie but here's what i liked during the credits they actually give credit to somebody who did the math for this film so i like how they spent a serious amount of time and they really took care in making it as scientifically accurate for space travel as possible and at the end also you know how at the end of pixar films when they have production babies this time it says future space rangers, so I like that. I really thought that was a nice touch, but it is good. I had fun with it, and yeah, that, that's it. That's all I have to say about Lightyear. There's one guy, the main chief guy, that comes in after Buzz has been away for a while. He's just obsessed with laser fields, and I don't understand that personality type at all. I don't find it too funny. I don't really think that lands, because he does just interrupt a really sentimental moment and just start talking about laser shields. I, yeah, it's weird. It's a bit of a mishmash overall, but there is a lot of fun to be had with it, and by the end, yeah, it's great. Also, I'm sure this film is packed full of Easter eggs. Like, there's references to Buzz Lightyear the toy when he says, you're mocking me, aren't you? But Chris Evans doesn't deliver it as strongly as Tim Allen would, so it didn't quite work for me. But there's also references to other Pixar productions, so Monsters, Inc., you can see the canisters at one point, which is cool, and I'm sure there are a ton more, so it will be the kind of thing to deep dive into and pay close attention to to spot all the easter eggs. I don't want to say too much more without getting into spoilers. I may do a spoiler review, but we will see anyway. Go and check it out. I would recommend it. I definitely would recommend seeing it. Maybe not the cinema, but I'd just say check it out because a lot of people are hating it before they've even seen it. And it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So it did surprise me in that regard. So fair play to it. Are we going to see a Woody solo film next in the style of Django Unchained? I would watch that. I would 100% watch that. But until then, let's just think, what if Andy walked into the wrong cinema screen and went to see the Shawshank Redemption instead of Lightyear. That would have been f***ing hilarious. And I was kind of hoping, look, this is the only spoiler I will give. It doesn't end like this. This is how we wanted it to end. Camera pans out from the film and you see Andy in the audience of a cinema screen. And then he says, oh my God, that was amazing. Or he was like the kid from Incredibles that was totally wicked you know that would have been cool to see Andy watching this film because right at the start it does say this is the film that Andy would have seen so I was kind of hoping we'd see maybe a ticket stub or maybe Andy walking out from seeing it but no there's none of that none of that whatsoever so it's a bit annoying that's a criticism I have I would have personally ended it like that or had a reference to the toy because there isn't that either So I'm a bit annoyed that it's no cameo from Tim Allen. But either way, it's good and they do a solid job. So with that, I've been Kieran. This has been Lightyear to infinity and beyond. And I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.